You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. We're going to talk all things NFL Draft with Mike Detillier, longtime uh, guy been covering the NFL Draft and all things college football, MikeDetillier.com. Uh, his draft report, one of the best, most comprehensive draft guides out there. We'll talk all things SEC with him, get his thoughts on Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, and a lot of the other guys expected to go high in this draft from the SEC. Also, we will go around the conference as uh, Tennessee announces one of their future uh, football games. A former Tennessee linebacker announces where he is transferring. And Lane Kiffin already making changes to his coaching staff less than a week after the spring game. That can't be good. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. We start in Knoxville as Tennessee will play West Virginia in the Dukes Mayo Classic in Charlotte. September 2nd, 2028. So, yes, seven years from now, the game will take place in Charlotte's Bank of America Stadium, which, of course, is the home of the Carolina Panthers. The two schools met in the 2018 season opener with West Virginia winning that one 40-14 in a game that was the start of the rocky road of Jeremy Pruitt's error. But the 2018 opener is the only meeting between the two programs on the gridiron be fun to see Tennessee versus West Virginia. I just wish they would do the home-and-homes. I wish we would move away from these neutral site games. Wouldn't it be a lot of fun to have West Virginia come to Knoxville? Wouldn't it be a lot of fun for Vol fans to go to Morgantown? Let's get back to more of the on-site games on college campuses instead of these neutral site games at NFL stadiums. I just think it does nothing for the college experience. Sticking with the Vols, former Tennessee linebacker Quavaris Couch has officially announced where he is transferring to after entering the transfer portal a few weeks ago. Crouch has committed to transfer to Michigan State. So Crouch heading to the Big Ten. Uh, he started 10 games last year as a sophomore for the Vols in his first two years with Tennessee. Totaled 85 tackles, one half sack, and two forced fumbles. New head coach Josh Heupel was leaving the door open for both Crouch and linebacker Henry Toa Toa to return, but uh, Crouch officially is gone and no word yet on Toa Toa where he will be heading. Over in Oxford, Lane Kiffin reportedly has a new opening on his coaching staff as offensive line coach Randy Clements has been fired. Kiffin now has an opening on his staff just days after the team wrapped up spring camp. With the Grove Bowl in Oxford over the weekend, Clements officially held the title of running game coordinator and offensive line coach for the Rebels. He has 30 years of coaching experience, including 10 years working with offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby. Must have really not liked what he saw in the offensive line and run game over the weekend, Lane Kiffin, because uh, he now has a spot on his coaching staff to fill. Former Georgia quarterback Dewan Mathis has officially been named the starting quarterback at Temple. Following his first spring camp with the Owls, Temple head coach Rod Carey named Mathis the team's starting quarterback. If you recall, Mathis started for Georgia in their season opener last year against Arkansas, but he was quickly replaced by Stetson Bennett to close out the game against the Razorbacks. 
course, now they have stability there with JT Daniels as the guy, Brock Vandergriff coming in, but uh, Dewan Mathis, the opening day starter for Georgia last year, and now will be opening day starter for Temple next football season. Over in Baton Rouge, former Baylor women's head uh, basketball coach Kim Mulkey was introduced as the new head coach at LSU on Monday evening. Huge news for LSU women's basketball, but according to The Athletic, they are paying the price for it. Mulkey's deal with LSU is set to pay her $2.5 million in year one and will increase north of $3 million by the end of the deal, which runs through 2028-2029. So LSU is going from paying Nikki Caldwell previous head coach 711,000 a year to just over three or just under three million a year the good news is LSU reportedly sold over 1100 season tickets on Tuesday alone after the announcement of Mulkey's hiring so you need to keep packing those seats and selling season tickets but uh, that is a monumental move Mulkey a three-time national championship coach going over to LSU where they have largely been irrelevant in college basketball for the past decade plus Women's college basketball, I should say. Uh, over at Arkansas, Athletic Director Hunter Juracek has taken over Alabama Athletic Director Greg Burns' voting seat on the NCAA's Football Oversight Committee. Juracek will officially begin on June 1st, and he will have the position through 2025. So, uh, again, the Football Oversight Committee, just one of those groups that uh, gets together and votes on a lot of uh, the rules that uh, have a big impact on the sport. The uh, field is set for the 2021 Peach Bowl Challenge Golf Tournament coming up next week. It'll include a field of 19 current and former college football coaches set to compete in the uh, 14th annual charity golf tournament outside Atlanta. From the SEC, current coaches participating in the golf tournament include Georgia coach Kirby Smart, Florida coach Dan Mullen, South Carolina coach Shane Beamer. In addition, former Auburn coach, now UCF head coach Gus Malzahn will participate as well as former Florida and South Carolina coach Steve Spurrier, former Arkansas coach Houston Nutt, and former Vanderbilt coach Bobby Johnson. So that should be a lot of fun seeing all those guys together. In uh, college hoops news, or SEC hoops news, after starting his career at Kansas, Isaac McBride is transferring out of Vanderbilt. He averaged 12 minutes per game last season. He will head to Oral Roberts. He will have four years of eligibility remaining. And if you missed it, former Vanderbilt star Dylan Disu announced his commitment to the Texas Longhorns. He played in 17 games for the Commodores last year, averaged 15 points, 9 rebounds, was the uh, rebounding leader for much of the SEC season. But Chris Beard and the Longhorns at Dylan Disu, as well as Kentucky point guard Devin Askew, good pickups for Texas. Lastly, the uh, new USA Today baseball coaches poll have been released. SEC continues to dominate Arkansas, the number one team, Vanderbilt number two, Tennessee, number four, Mississippi State, number five, Florida comes in at number 12, Ole Miss drops all the way back to 14 after losing two out of three to LSU over the weekend, South Carolina is 15th, and Georgia in the top 25 at number 23. And just a quick thought, yesterday marked the uh, 10-year anniversary of that April uh, 27th tornado that hit uh, Birmingham and uh, Tuscaloosa so as bad as it did, Nick Saban was on a Zoom call yesterday talking about it, and he said, we all know somebody who was affected by that storm in a pretty dramatic way, but I also think that because of the storm, it really galvanized our community in a lot of ways. Alabama running back Brian Robinson remembers living through the tornado as a kid. He said it was just so hard to believe uh, that that much damage happened. So um, just 
a quick thought that we remember um, 10 years after the fact of a devastating tornado that hits the Alabama community in a really hard way. When we return, we'll talk all things SEC guys in the NFL draft with our buddy Mike Dettelier right after this. Quick minute here for our friends at Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. It is a great alternative. Uh, if you're looking for a nice afternoon snack, indulge in a delicious treat that you can also lose and maintain weight while doing. It is great for the health-conscious person out there. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in fiber, high in protein, uh, one of the flavors I just tried recently, the peanut butter flavored, 19 grams of protein packed in there, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. It is an awesome alternative to some of the junk you might be eating out there. Great thing to uh, keep in your car if you're going for a workout at the gym and you just lifted weights and you want some protein. Built Bars are packed with it. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use their promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast host, Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday afternoon, I had the pleasure of catching up with uh, Mike Dettelier. been covering the NFL draft and college football for a long time. Here was our conversation. One of our favorites, Mike Dettelier, been covering the, the NFL draft and uh college scouting for a long, long time. You can check him out at MikeDetillier.com, his annual draft report. I don't know if he's fully sold out, but he sells out of the thing every single year because it is one of the most comprehensive draft reports out there. And he joins us now. Mike, good to catch up, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Mike, uh, I got to ask you, man, uh, looking at this draft and just all the movement and different guys up top, um, the quarterback's getting so much talk, but I'm curious your thoughts on the wide receivers and I bring this up because the last time I saw you, Mike, I was sitting next to you at the national championship game watching <laughs> watching Jamar Chase go to work on Clemson's defensive backs, and I keep hearing, oh, these guys are first-round picks. That's the last college game we saw Jamar Chase play. Where does he rank in this draft when you consider the Jalen Waddles and Devontae Smiths from Alabama? Well, he's my number one ranked wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver I've ever graded coming out of LSU. 36 years for me. Wow. Better than Odell when he came out, better than Jarvis. Uh, Michael Clayton was a pretty good receiver, too, coming out. So, um, you know, just such a talented guy. His ability to go up and make a play over defenders, his run-after-catch skills. But it's also the intangibles that a lot of people don't bring about, talk about. I mean, he is as focused a guy on football as you're going to find. You know, this eat, sleep, shoot, you know, the other part of it. I mean, he loves it. And he's all business. I mean, all business when he's out on the field. And so football's his passion, always has been. And uh, he he is one of the, the, the best football players from that standpoint that, that I've graded coming out of LSU over the last 10, 12 years. Uh, from a focus standpoint, just truly focused on football. But he's got great gifts and with his size, his physicality, his speed. Again, you see all that. And uh, 
He's got a little bit of athletic arrogance. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't bragging if you can do it. You know, he, he's not a mouthy receiver, but he sort of shows you, uh, you know, listen, if you don't bring it every day, I'm going to beat you. And he was like that in practice. Man, they had those practice sessions with him and Stingley, and it was like, man, you had the Pro Bowl <laughs> because those two guys were getting at it. And um, iron sharpening iron every day. And so, uh, you know, he's he's going to be a top six or seven pick in this draft. Um yeah, I work with uh, six former NFL quarterbacks each week during the football season. They're not right on a lot of things, but one thing they are right about, quarterbacks trump every other position. Mike, why are we hearing Zach Wilson's name ahead of the likes of Justin Fields and Mac Jones? Now, how did a quarterback from BYU make this meteoric leap? I think a couple things. One, he made some wild throws last year that caught everybody's attention. And... uh you know, it's sort of timing in life is everything, and it was right for Zach. I mean, he put on a show. But you see it more and more. Man, my big concern about Zach, uh, to be honest with you, is his health. He's not a real big guy. Um, he came to our pitch and catch camp here at Nichols State a few years back. And he's, he's not a big dude. Justin Fields, he's a man. I mean, he's pieced together. Uh, as a football player. And so, again, he's, he's become uh, the darling guy. And, and that's bottom line. He got anointed, okay, and he's in that spot. This is what I know. I grew up as a kid. I was a young kid. But I saw Joe Willie Namath win that Super Bowl in Super Bowl three. Jets ain't won squat since. <laughs> you know what? Joe's doing double ARP commercials today. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason. Uh, come on, you, you gotta, you're going to have to protect him. You looked at that BYU offensive line. Man, they did a great job. You know, they kept him clean in that pocket, and he could make the throws. He's not getting that with the Jets. It, it's the biggest fear I have for him and Trevor, that they're going to teams, and, and I just hope regimes there understand that if you're going to use that high a pick on a quarterback, you better protect him. And that means using early draft choices and free agent money on offensive linemen. Because I'm a big believer of this. You need a quarterback to win in this world. But if you don't have big people up front, offensive, defensive line, you ain't going nowhere. You stuck in neutral. And, uh, you know, it's old-fashioned, but it works. Look at Kansas City. They got the stew kicked out of them in the Super Bowl. Up into that run, man, they were rolling. But they physically got beat up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If this was a fight, they'd have stopped it after the second round. <laughs> uh, and so what have they done in the offseason? Trades, free agency for offensive linemen. Man, we're not put, getting put in this spot again. That, that's not happening. No, Andy Reid's smart enough to understand that. That if you don't protect that star, you know, you're not going to where you've been the last two years, and that's Super Bowl Sunday. So my big fear for Lawrence and Wilson is that. But I do know one thing. Justin Fields, and I see it every year, and this is not like happened yesterday. There's a guy that gets the mud slung on him. And this year, it's Justin Fields. Unjustly. I've heard some of the stupidest 
things said about him <laughs> that's possible. And by people nationally. That one guy, you know, I do a show with him, and he's talking about, man, he throws so well off the run. He's much better. No, he's a much better pocket quarterback than he is on the move. You haven't watched him. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what you're doing on Saturday, and you might be just flinging through the channels, but Justin Fields is a much better and a much more accurate quarterback throwing from the pocket than he is off the move. Does he have the skills to run around? Yes, he does. He's an athlete, and he is no small man. But he's just getting butchered um, by agents who are feeding these national guys information that's totally untrue. They're leading you down the rabbit hole. That's just, I'm just telling you. And somebody's going to get one heck of a player because Justin's going to fall. He's going to he, he's going to drop in his draft class because of that. But every, I've seen it every year. It's the same way. Two or three guys get targeted, and mostly because it's injuries. Because, I, okay, that you can't do anything about. You know, if you're the agent for that guy, I can't rebuttal you if I'm Landon Dickerson at Alabama. Every year, Landon has been hurt. If When he was at Florida State and at Alabama, he's had an injury. His list of injuries is thicker than War and Peace, the Russian version. <laughs> I mean, that's how thick it is. But that dude can play. Now, the thing about it is, is availability. Come on, you know that you got to be there. You know, you can't be there just five games a season. you got to be there for the long haul. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU, he's taking it too. Uh, Terrace broke his leg as a senior in high school, got hurt as a freshman, got hurt as a sophomore. Okay, he stayed healthy last year. Oh, Daniel Jeremiah breaks the news. Oh, uh Terrace Marshall's got an injury issue. Oh, really? Well, then you haven't been paying attention. Terrace Marshall carried that into last year. So it's not like you Columbus discovering America. That's been out there. And then certainly with Caleb Farley with the back, uh, which is going to have him tumble, uh, in, possibly into the 20s, and, um, and Jalen Phillips, who I think is the best natural pass rusher of all the guys in this Draft class. Three concussions in six weeks at UCLA. Quits football. Is told that he has got to move on in life. And then comes back last year and has an unbelievable season uh, for Miami of Florida. Ten years ago, guys, would we be talking about a guy with concussions? (laughs) No. But today, it's a different world of how they look at it. And where those guys sort of swing, because that part, I have seen it, that guys with injuries, they take a little tumble. And some of them take a real big tumble. And Farley, if he was healthy, he'd be in the top 12, 13 picks in his draft. But because of that back injury, and we all know people who've had them, fortunately for me, I haven't. But if you've had a back surgery, it gets better but you not the same. More with Mike Dettelier right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go. We got the NFL draft, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to their website, betonline.ag. Use our, our your mobile device. Sign up today, and you get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. It is Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Hey, tomorrow, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube's page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft starting Thursday evening. Continue our conversation with Mike Dettelier. Mike, let me ask you uh, on, on a couple of the other quarterbacks, a quick thought on Mac Jones, how he's seen this meteoric rise since uh, the end of the season, but also a couple other uh, SEC guys that could go in the middle rounds, uh, Kyle Trask from Florida, obviously, and uh, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Okay, with Mac, um, he came to our quarterback camp here. Um, he was a, he was entering his senior season. He was from Kentucky at that time. He was verbally committed to Kentucky, and then Nick came calling, and we all know where that went. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, you come to Alabama, Nick sold him on it. Uh, and I've said this before, um, I, Chris. I told you, I don't think I'll ever see again what I saw with Burrow in 2019. Guess what? I saw it last year with Mac Jones. <laughs> uh, it was unbelievable. I mean. How accurate he is! He's got quick twitch memory skills. He knows where to put the football, and he's smart. He's a better athlete than people give him credit for. Um, I always worry about a non-movement guy, and and he's a sway guy. He kind of sways a little left, a little right, because you know what? Those guys get hit in the NFL, and you ain't Al Bundy, and this ain't Pokai. <laughs> they playing for keeps. Uh, so my comp with him would be Jimmy Garoppolo. That, that's who he sort of reminds me of, and that's who he's going to take the place with most likely. If it were me, I wouldn't go that route. I'd go Trey Lance. Uh, I just think of all the quarterbacks, he has got the biggest upside of all of them. And, um, you know, he's got some genetics too. Uh, his dad actually played for my neighbor, Joe Clark, with the London Monarchs. So uh, we have a little connection along the line there. Uh, Kyle, uh, man, a big, raw-boned kid, can really throw the football, can make all the NFL throws. He's accurate. He's smart. He's a leader. Um, Man, I worry about that, too. I think that LSU game sort of exposed him, that he had difficulties getting away from pressure right up the middle. Um, And I can hear my old buddy Pete Jenkins screaming and hollering during the Alabama game about, what are y'all doing playing coverage on him? Rush him! <laughs> and he drilled him. I mean, it was tick for tack with him and Mac. And then Oklahoma game, what happened? Man, they pressured him, and he had difficulties. I think he falls into the late second, early part of the third. With Kellen, um, I think he did help himself a lot going to the senior bowl. Um, you know, again, you play for Jimbo, you got, man, you better be a mentally tough dude because uh, Jimbo get on you. 
pretty good. Um, I've known Jimbo for a long time, and so you know, he, you're in the wrath of it. He is a really good athlete, tremendous leader, very smart, knows where to go with the ball, but he's highly erratic as a passer. While he's hot and cold, hot and cold, I, guys do guys get over that? You no. Know, you know, you erratic, you're going to be erratic. And he does that during games, is that he's hot and cold. Uh, I remember going to LSU the week they played A&M this year, well, this past year. And, and I was asking uh, Coach O, I was about Mon. And he was like, man, I ain't, I ain't too afraid about Mon. We played him before. Man, it's Isaiah Spiller. That's the guy. If we don't stop him, we're in trouble. <laughs> Who beats him? Spiller. I mean, Spiller, Spiller just went off on him. So, um, I think he's, again, similar to Trask. You took a, looking at a late second, early third-round pick with him. Um, but, uh, man, you know, two tough guys, two smart guys. With Trask, it's mobility. With Mond, it's an erratic nature throwing the football. Mike, Atlanta at the fourth pick. I've seen a lot of mocks have them taking Kyle Pitts, the Florida tight end there, but – is there a chance Atlanta could maybe trade back there, or would they just fall in love with Pitts? I think they'd like to trade back, but I don't think they want to go too far back. If they keep that fourth pick, um, man, uh, Kyle Pitts would be difficult to pass. He would really be difficult to pass. And so if there's a team looking to move up, if it's for Pitts or if it's for, let's say they go with Mac Jones at three, I think there would be a lot of interest in Trey Lance at four. That I think that would be a target spot. But I think Atlanta doesn't want to go too, too far back because their main problem is on defense, and I think they want a shot at at least one of the top defenders. If it's Sertan, if it's J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons. So you don't want to peel back that far because you can see probably nine of the top ten picks are going to be on offense. And then you may have a little run on the defensive side, especially at the cornerback position. He is the one and only Mike Dettelier. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Dettelier and his website, MikeDettelier.com, for his annual draft report. Mike, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all take care. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks so much to Mike Dettelier. Been covering the uh, NFL draft for quite a long time and all things college football. His draft guide is really, really good. Uh, tomorrow's show, draft day, we will talk with Tony Pauline. Another longtime NFL draft expert. We'll get his thoughts on the guys from the SEC in this year's draft. All that coming your way tomorrow on Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys then.